Hey friends, thank you for tuning in to the Nooner Show by Lunchbox Wisdoms, where it is our mission to share wisdom, humor, inspiration, and motivation in less time than you have for lunch. This week's guest is my friend Carly Young. Carly struggled her way out of a life in a downward spiral, through sobriety, and into a life where fitness and health has taken center stage. Listen in to find out her five rules for her fitness coaching business, what habits she focuses on daily, how she stays focused and motivated, and what three things she says you must do to change your life for good. Without further ado, let's welcome Carly Young. Hi Carly, I am so excited to have you here for Lunchbox Wisdom's Nooner Show. Do you remember that's what we decided to name it? Yes. Yeah. We so were excited. So much fun. So much fun. We have to keep the humor. Always. Always, always. So tell me, um, obviously I know a lot about you because we've known each other for years, but tell, tell me a little bit about yourself so that other people can get to know you. Okay, I figured that was going to be what you were going to start with. And the first thing that comes to mind is age, which is so interesting that that's the first thing that we want to share. Yeah. But I think that it... Or the last thing. Or the last thing. <laughs> but sharing it as the first thing kind of just gives people that perspective of where you're at in your sure. journey. So I'm 42 years old, and I'm a personal trainer, coach, life coach, sober coach, and I coach a competitive bodybuilding team. So that's kind of like the business side of me. Yeah. Uh, recently married, and I didn't realize that was where I was going to get emotional. <laughs> um, to an amazing man who has brought a lot of love and change into my life in such a short period, including two bonus children. Nice. So now I have a 12-year-old and an 8-year-old at home, which is very... Um, new and different for me because I have a 24-year-old who's out in the world doing his own shit. Um, and so I was an empty nester and a single woman for about six years. So that's been a huge change in my life recently. You bet. Mm -hmm. you, bet. you bet. So uh, you talked to touched on several different things that I know we're going to talk about. But um, first of all, tell me a little bit about the transition, um, the transition for you and how you got into fitness and how that all started and, and you know, that life change that happens when you make a drastic move like that. Yeah. Um, what brought me into the fitness industry is getting sober. And I stopped drinking in July of 2010, so almost nine years ago. Crazy. Which is so crazy and amazing. It really does seem like it was forever ago and just yesterday. Yeah. You know, sometimes when I think about it and, and different things. Um, so that's really what catapulted me into wanting to better myself was quitting drinking and having just that huge drastic change and having to find something else, wanting to find something else to fill the time that I was at the bar partying. Um, all of the things that I was doing that wasn't serving me. So I initially got into competing and then decided to become a personal trainer. What's interesting about the backstory of fitness is that when I say that I got into fitness through sobriety, there is this almost automatic assumption that I hadn't been healthy 
before that, right? Sure. That I hadn't sure. had never done anything. And the sobriety happened for me at 34. So, you know, that was a, it was a short chapter, really. I mean, if we talk about years, it really was probably an excess of eight years um, of really heavy drinking and drugs and a completely different life. Yeah. But before that, I was always really athletic. So I did have a base prior to making that huge change. I had an athletic background as a child, uh, you know, always played sports. And I'm really grateful that I was brought up in a, in a home that had good, like, nutrition background and knowledge. And so that's, that feels really good. Yeah. Yeah. So it didn't, like, pop out of nowhere. It wasn't a, I've got to do something and you just pick something out of the air. It was something that you had already started to feel a little bit about and go, yeah. huh, let's get back to what I know is more of the right decision. Yeah. And I was thinking like, okay, let's get back to doing some modeling. I had done modeling, um, worked for a modeling agency. I had ran pageants for a few years for the Miss Idaho USA organization and Miss Utah USA organization. So doing that previous to going off the rails and living this crazy life for a while, I was like, okay, I want to, I want to do something like that. I really love the stage and I love that competitive nature. I love making people smile. And it was like, okay, well I could do modeling. And then I thought, well, shit, I'm 34. Is that, that's old for modeling, which is really <laughs> sad now right. like looking back, but that was the thought. Yeah. And I was scrolling Facebook and saw a friend. Even back in the day, that even, seems so old school. Back in the day. <laughs> yeah and saw a girl that I knew that was doing a fitness competition. She was competing in figure, and I thought, oh, I could, I could do something like that. Yeah. That would be great, and, and that was what started it. Right. It's, it's very interesting to watch, con watch you know, different people's lives, and they go through these huge transition pieces. It doesn't seem to matter whose, but uh, I love that yours, you know, you had this background, and then you went through a rough patch for whatever that reason is. You know, we all have a struggle that leads us in one direction or another, mm -hmm. but then you came full circle and, and went, went back to huh, okay, this is something that I loved, this is something that I knew, and I know I can pull myself out and go back to, go back to what I know, and mm -hmm. go back to what, and then expound on it, like gangbusters, mm -hmm. like you did. So tell me a little bit about what it's been like for the last nine years since you've <sighs> changed your life with sobriety. Yeah, changed my life for sure. It feels like it's been... A sprint, like a downhill tumble, and a really slow climb at the same time. When I look at different aspects, there are times that I think I'm not anywhere where I should be at 42 years old. I told you we were going to need Kleenex. You I didn't know. bring any in here. Sorry. <laughs> there are times that, that I think that, that I think I am not anywhere where I'm supposed to be for 42. And then I think about 34 years old, and I... I didn't have anything and I was so broken. Um, I was 
I was numbing and not facing any of the shit, none of the childhood trauma, none of the situations that I continued to put myself in, um, those, those terrible relationships and not setting any boundaries for myself and being completely codependent. And I didn't have a, uh, I was bartending. I was gonna say I didn't have a job, but I mean, I didn't have a, a career, okay? And let's just say, if you're a career bartender, <laughs> please more power to you. But right. that wasn't my path, right? I didn't have a car. I didn't have a driver's license. I'd been to jail. And so when I think about that, I was renting a room from a guy and I had a mattress on the floor. So I think I'm doing pretty fucking good yeah. for where I'm at. So sometimes when I look at that, it's like, okay, you have come far. You have continued to rebuild your life. And that doesn't come with the things, right? I mean, I love that I now have a home with a man that I love and I'm, I'm building that relationship, but that came over time in me rebuilding myself and yeah. facing the scars and the trauma and the shit that brought me to this place of implosion. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what do you think moving forward? What do you think your mission in life is? What is your purpose? I think to bring that same belief to anybody. That if you can go through that shit, you can overcome it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And anybody, I think, can, if they're willing to put in the work, because it's definitely a lot of work, <laughs> you can absolutely, absolutely get there. Absolutely get there. Yeah. So what in your, as you've come through all of these different phases and, and learned more about yourself first... Uh, before, you know, then moving into a relationship. What do you feel like some of your non-negotiables are in your life? What is an absolute must business-wise, professional-wise, personal? Mean, yeah, first and foremost, non-negotiable for me is sobriety. Yeah. And that was something that stood out immediately in the change that I made for myself is that it didn't have anything to do about what anyone would think. It didn't have anything to do with what society was saying. It didn't have anything to do with anything except for myself and my love for myself and knowing that that wasn't for me. Yeah. And it was okay. And it was okay for me to say that and to own it and to go, I'm not going to drink because I don't like who I am when I do that. I don't like the way that I behave. I don't like the relationships that I'm screwing up, the situations, or the choices that I'm making. I didn't, I didn't like me and I wanted to love me first. And once I removed alcohol, I started to love myself better. I could face that. I had more strength to face everything so I could get it out instead of just ignoring it. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a huge non-negotiable for yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know you've also got a business side, you know, obviously not only have you taken on fitness as a personal mission, but you've also taken it on as a business mission, putting together, um, you know, classes or training and you have a whole team of people like where, you know, where did that desire come from? And what are your non-negotiables as you move forward with with changing other people's lives through fitness? That's great. That's a great question. <laughs> what what comes up for me as a non-negotiable in coaching is that everybody's individual and that it's not going to be the same. It's not black and white, that it's gray. And so the way that I coach you is going to be completely different than the way that I coach somebody else because there's such a connection with everything. And, and through this 
journey and turning all these chapters, that's what I found most is that that mental, emotional and spiritual connection to the physical is so huge. Everybody, everybody's going to be completely individual in that. So I don't have, I don't have a, a set of rules, right? Which is so interesting because I, I definitely, <laughs> it's a, that is interesting that I'm saying this right now because do I have rules? You know me as a person. I, you definitely have some rules, but I think that those rules depend on the person. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Even myself. Huh. Yeah. So, um, I don't even really remember what you asked. So I just what your are your non-negotiables when you're training your clients in your business? Mm -hmm. Patience. Patience is non-negotiable. Non-judgment. Mm -hmm. Non-negotiable from your clients. For for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. To lead with love, um, and when I do that, and I stay open to being loving mm -hmm. and non-judgmental, then I can see things in a different perspective. Yeah be able to help them in a different way that maybe you didn't see before and definitely something that they probably didn't see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. For sure. So on that track, obviously, um, you know, with a business, everybody has to have um, their habits that, that keep them successful. What are yours? What are the best ones that have kept you on track over the last six plus years that you've been building your business? Best habits are watching my words watching my words, especially to myself in my head and changing that story. Mm -hmm. uh, so mindset is a huge yeah. thing for me as well. Uh, one of the habits is receiving coaching myself and to never stop learning. And so whether that coaching is in person with someone, doing my daily reading, getting books, learning, yeah. continuing to learn, um, those are habits definitely have not ever really been like a list keeper or a journaler. And so that type of stuff, even words to myself are like, oh, you're not doing it right. Or you should be doing this more. And I just offer myself grace and know that I can't do everything and I'm doing my best. And I'm just going to keep doing the things that I know work for me daily yes. and add in small things. Yeah. Right. And hire someone to keep you on track. <laughs> like Wendy to call you out on your shit. Yeah. And don't be scared to call yourself out either. Um, because we give ourselves the biggest excuses. Yeah. You know, we can create this bullshit story in our head as to why we're not doing something or why it didn't work out instead of just owning it, learning from it and moving forward. Right. And speaking of that, how do you typically stay focused and motivated on a regular basis? Like life gets hard and things come up and there are so many excuses out there that, that we can use. How do you keep pushing through that? I don't know if that is advice that I can give to someone, which sounds really weird <laughs> as I say it. I have always been a positive person. Always born to be positive, could not look at things in a negative light. And, and don't get me wrong, I have my bad days. There are times I have felt sad or felt depressed, sure. but I don't allow myself, I don't allow myself to sit in it because it's not gonna get me where I want at all. And so staying motivated is really just focusing on what I want. And when I remind myself of that, then I can't just sit on my ass. 
I've right. got to get up and get moving because if I don't move, then nothing's going to get done. I'm the only person that can do it. Right. Absolutely. So if you had one piece of advice you were going to give to somebody that was that's coming out of or is still in the weeds of, of their struggle and they're looking for that way out, what piece of advice would you give them? Take back your power. Use your words, own it, and take back your power. When you hide, when you hide in shame, and you are fearful of what it means about you, that's living in the past, and you're giving the power to whatever it is. For me, that was alcohol. And as soon as I was able to speak out about that and to take back my power, nobody viewed that as shame. You didn't shame me. My friends never said, oh, nice job. Did you hear Carly did this or she's an alcoholic? Everyone's like, well, yeah, because she already told us. Right. Like she already said that that's what she did. And I was able to overcome that by speaking out about it. Yeah. Is that something that you plan on doing more of in the future? Yes, I would love to. Yeah. Yeah. Talking to people about that experience, what it brought to you through... Uh, your your fitness industry through faith, all of those things. Um, what do you think, you know, looking back, how different is your life now than the path you were on? I mean, it's night and day difference. You know, you bring in that piece of, of the faith. And um, that, that piece for me has brought so much light into my life and so much beauty and forgiveness and knowing that it's okay. It's okay that I, that I had that path and that I pushed past it. You know, we're all gonna make mistakes. And I, I just can't imagine how different it is. Like I was thinking about that obviously coming here knowing that this interview was gonna have some pieces of that. And you know, we, we talk about non-judgment. I was even talking about that before. And not judging a book by its cover. We all do it. We all look at people and, and try to kind of put a little bit of assumption as to what their life's like or what it was like. Sure. And I, I think about that time and I close my eyes and I think about that crazy biker lifestyle Mm -hmm. um, and, and we still live the crazy we fun do on occasion biker for sure. lifestyle, <laughs> you know, um, and that, that camaraderie that it brings that family feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I couldn't keep up with some aspects of that. And, and I'm not going to obviously point fingers at, at any certain, um, reason or group. I mean, that was all on me. That was all on me based off of my core beliefs and the things that I was suppressing. So, um, it was just a different time for me. It was a different time. And then it's progressively become different. Yeah. It's not like as soon as I quit drinking, I got rid of my friends. No. Right. Um, I think that as we've all grown, in the last nine years, it's brought us all into a different place. Absolutely. Like, here Absolutely. you are. Here you are doing Lunchbox Wisdoms yeah. and changing people's lives on a whim. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen in the next decade? <laughs> oh, my fun. gosh. Yeah. If you, 
this is one of the things that I, I really did want to want to ask you. This is probably not a question that I've ever asked you before, but it was something that someone had asked me the other day, and so I thought, that would be a great question. If you were looking back, um, you know, over over your lifetime, and whether it's it's a person that you know intimately, or someone you just look up to, a coach, a mentor, whatever, if, is there like a certain person that has really had a tremendous effect on the things you believe, how you have uh, put yourself forward in in the world moving towards being a better version of you? Wow, that's a big question, right? It's really big. It so many really people big. run through my mind because I think that we learn from certain people what to do and what not to do. Sure. Even. And my mom's a huge influence for me and in that. Um, and she was a mother very young. She had me at 17. And then I in turn had my son at 17. Yeah. And he's another huge influence and reason for me and my purpose and, and the person that I became because I couldn't just lay down and quit and stop. Um, and so even through those tough times, I wanted to show up and, and be strong for him and, yeah. and take care of him. Um, and even for my mom in, in some of the, the stuff that we've been through in our life together. And as she was raising me to really want to try and take care of her and to take care of myself through certain traumas and hard times, like that's, that's life. Right. Um, so those are two huge influences and really God and, and my faith in that and wanting to, um, just lead with love. Yeah. Like that's when, when I feel that and when I think about that and what the, what the universe or the Holy Father, or whatever, the, the, the Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call it, right? Whatever that phrase is for you. Um, when I think about that and, and what that purpose is and the calling, like I just feel light and beautiful and that's how I want everyone to feel. Right. You're like, I've seen light and I want to share it with the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I know. I can feel it. I can feel it. So what is the best way for people to reach you if they want to grab a hold of some of that light? Oh, you can reach me through email at carlyyoungfitcomp at yahoo.com. You can follow me on Instagram at carlyyoungfit or Facebook, carlyyoung, any of the social. I don't do the Twitter thing. <laughs> That's okay. Not everybody Twitters. That's I fine. tweet. Tweet. Tweetly deep. I know. No. How old are we? Are we that old? No. Okay. No, I just, it's just, it's too much. There's just a lot of things to keep <laughs> up with. And I'm like, okay, what I are have the limit that I use that I really like? And right. I really like Instagram because then people can follow along and see the workouts or, you know, see competition stuff and what we're doing. You yeah. can do those little short stories. I posted you working out yeah. like that. I think it's a great way to stay in touch with people. Um, and I think that it's a great way for some people to escape. Yeah, mm -hmm. it can be both. It definitely can be both. Mm -hmm. But knowing your limits is also a successful habit. Yeah, do I, I think I need to set a limit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my last question is always my favorite because it's near and dear to my heart. And really kind of why I started Lunchbox Wisdoms in the first place is how do you give back? 
we're both just going to sit here and cry. <laughs> I think I give back with what I do every day with um, holding space for people, um, with telling people that I know that they can do it, with encouraging them to be the best versions of themselves and working hard to help give them the tools and the, the belief and the support that they can. Yeah. So people are capable of so much more than they believe that they are when they walk into a room with you. And then somehow they start to believe. Mm -hmm. And I think that's pretty powerful. Yeah, it is. It feels powerful. It is. It feels like a huge blessing. And I love that I get to do what I get to do every day. And I look forward to going to work. When people say, oh, do you have to work? I'm like, no, I get to. I get to do what I love and encourage people, and that feels beautiful. That's awesome. Uh, one other thing that I wanted to bring up, I think your, part of your story is going to be featured in a book. Yeah. Yeah. Tell people about that. I'm excited. There is a movement called ULA. If you have not checked out ULA, check it out. It's O-O-L-A. And ULA is about bringing balance in an unbalanced world. And you balance the seven F's of your life, which is family, field, faith, friends, fitness, finance, and fun. Ooh, that was good. Yeah, that was good. Because right? I never remember them all in, <laughs> in, in one shot. I have to think. <laughs> and they have a book called Ula for Christians. That's so exciting. And the short story is called I Walked Into a Bar and It Saved My Life. Nice. I'm so excited to read that book. I'm excited and nervous. It brings it brings a lot of anxiety to have part of that shame right? That vulnerability, that piece of the past into heart. It's a hard copy. You know, people are going to read that and, and I'm putting that out. Um, but that's why I'm doing it. What we've talked about in this, in this interview is to give people that me too piece. Like, oh my gosh, she went through it and, she, and look at where she's at now. And I can totally do that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so, so very, very grateful that you've joined me today. And I can't wait to share this with everybody. Thank you so much. Right. Love you. I love you. All right. Thanks so much for watching. If you want more fun facts about Carly, we ask some pretty fun questions before all of our interviews. All the goodness can be found in the details below, along with how to reach out to Carly. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook under Carly Young Fit or at her website, heartandcoretraining.com. Check out all of that and so much more below. And tell us, what were your takeaways? We'd love to hear your stories and how our guests impact you. Until next time, share the goodness.